Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened on Friday? Uh, there was a big old bash for Passover, and they had a two-week-long Passover party. They did. Yeah. It was not as cool as a barley party, but well, it was... obviously, because the runners were out there running, and they were make, people were making fun of them. They were mm-hmm. like, ah, mm-hmm. you fucking Passover party... Poopers. Whatever. <laughs> Things, peak guys, runners. Yeah, well, they were party poopers, all right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what happened. Okay, so that was Second Chronicles chapter 30. Sure as fuck was. And today, oh, Happy New Year's, everybody. Oh, 
New Year. New Year. New Year. New Year. It's New Year's it's only one year. Eve because it's the Eve of it's a the new, new Year. year. Yeah, right. But and Happy yeah. New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Or you could say Happy New Year's Day. There you go. Yeah. Well, it's the but, second by the time we're getting to this yeah, episode. Yeah, so Happy New 2023. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. And anyway, so, that was Second Chronicles chapter 30. And today we're going to be reading... Second Chronicles chapter 31. Let's go do this. Okie dokie. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Okay, Second Chronicles, chapter 31. Okay. It's a continuation of the celebration of the Passover. Man, that's one long fucking, you know, party. That is a party to end They're all parties? They're continuing it into another chapter. Right? Damn. When all this had ended, <laughs> all this. <laughs> yeah, the party. This over here. It's kind of like how we were watching um, the New Year's Eve ball drop and... Um, all of that confetti was coming down, and we were like, oh, I hate to be the cleaner the next day. <laughs> so they're like saying, when all this, all that confetti had fallen and ended. Yeah, well, at least the people that are cleaning up the confetti in Times Square get paid for it. True. Whereas they'll probably send the slaves out to clean up this confetti. True. So, so when all the confetti was landed, the Israelites who were there went out to the towns of Judah smashed the sacred stones and cut down the Asherah poles. Oh. Oh, they man. were they were heated up. They it wasn't were just in the, the king. spirit. It wasn't just the king. Right? The 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 guys are going out and doing it themselves. Yeah. They're like they're, they're like, like all the people are like, we're excited about Yahweh, so let's go smash some shit. Yeah, God. Woo! Woo! They destroyed the high places and the altars throughout Judah and Benjamin and an Ephraim and Manasseh. Gotta get them high places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After they had destroyed all of them, all of them. All. The Israelites returned to their hometowns and to their own property. Well, that's great. Cute. And this is wonderful. Yeah. That's so cute. They destroyed all of the, the yeah. you know, things. And then they were like, okay, let's go home now. Right. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going to go rake some leaves. Right. <laughs> all right. So that's the end of that little section. Now we're starting a new little section. So okay. You know, they partied, they kicked the statues over, and now they're going home and boring. Right, okay? right. Hezekiah assigned the priests and Levites to divisions, each of them according to their duties as priests or Levites, to offer burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, to minister, to give thanks, and to sing praises at the gates of the Lord's dwelling. Okay. 
because they're going to sing, like I said before, I got to praise you like I should. <laughs> right? Right. Okay. The king contributed from his own possessions for the morning and evening burnt offerings and for the burnt offerings on the Sabbaths, at the new moons, and at the appointed festivals. Wait, wait. What? We're celebrating new moons? Yeah. Sounds really fucking pagan to me. Sure as fuck does. It's yeah. almost like they knocked down the Asherah poles and couldn't reach the moon. <laughs> <laughs> and at the appointed festivals as written in the law of the Lord. Mm, okay. He ordered the people living in Jerusalem to give the portion due the priests and Levites so they could devote themselves to the law of the Lord. Wait, they didn't they didn't give up the shit willingly. They were ordered mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. So that that doesn't strike me as very godly and, and like, you know, in love with God shit. So going the people on right there. were not quite as enthusiastic not, yeah. as they're being made out to say. No, they they they're being ordered to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean if you have to be ordered Love to do God, God damn it. No, if you have to be ordered to do something, um, then it's not as powerful as if you just do it. So, don't you always get bossed around and told to love things? Uh, I mean, yes, I guess, sort of. But when? I mean, at work, you're told to, you know, you gotta, you gotta do this certain things, and you gotta participate in this, and and love to do that, and whatever, right? Oh, like team spirit yeah, and shit yeah, like that, right? Okay. As soon as the order went out, the Israelites generously gave the first fruits of their grain, new wine, olive oil, and honey, and all that the fields produced. That's going back a ways. Yeah, yeah. They brought a great amount, a tithe of everything. Oh, yeah. That's going a ways back. They're tithing. They're back to Leviticus here. It's yeah, almost some like of they it. Yeah. read some of those words, huh? <laughs> Maybe. The people of Israel and Judah who lived in the towns of Judah also brought a tithe of their herds and flocks and a tithe of the holy things dedicated to the Lord their God. Maybe they're trying to tithe it all together. <laughs> <laughs> and they piled them in heaps. Like gotcha. presents. Yeah. Like, like Christmas presents under a Christmas tree. Right. Heaps. Yeah. They began doing this in the third month and finished in the seventh month. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they started in like... April, May, June, call it. Yeah. And then they finished in like, um, let's see, that would be four months later, July, August, September, like October time frame. Sure. Sure. Okay. So it's fall. Yeah. So it's about to get shitty weather. Okay. When Hezekiah and his officials came and saw the heaps, they praised the Lord and blessed his people Israel. Hezekiah asked the priests and Levites about the heaps. Yeah, those heaps. What about them heaps? You gotta get those heaps under control, man. You're giving me the (laughs) heepy-jeepies. And Azariah, the chief priest from the family of Zadok, answered, well, because he's he's a priesty guy. Yeah, chief priesty guy. Yeah. Since the people began to bring their contributions to the temple of the Lord. Because they were ordered. Mm-hmm. We have had enough to eat and plenty to spare because the Lord has blessed his people and this great amount is left over. That that's um That's backwards. No wonder they had to be ordered. They're 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 giving shit up to the, the priest people. Yeah. And they're they have leftovers? No, they're saying that the shit that they left is the leftovers. And oh. it's like no 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 no. No. Um leftovers is after you pay your bills, then what's left is the leftovers. Um, what they're doing is they're taking it off the top and 
and then telling them make do with what you have left. So they've created it as a bill. You know what I mean? They added it to their bills pile. Got it. Like you were paying electricity and water and buying groceries, right? And paying your bills, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. So if you pay your bills and then what you have left, that's your leftovers. Got it. Okay. And and they're saying that, yeah, after they paid their bills, they gave us their leftovers. Okay. No, 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 no. That's not what happened, though. What happened was um, they created a new bill called Give Us All Your Shit, Tithe, mm -hmm. right? So they've got Tithe, Pay My Bills, and then and then they have nothing left over now because they already they already gave you the leftovers. Okay. You know what I'm saying? No, I thought they were giving the leftovers to the king because they had leftovers. No, they're the leftover. Okay, they had to tithe, and they're calling that a leftover. But if it's a bill, it's not a leftover. It's a bill. Right. No, it's a bill for the people giving it, but the priests are the one taking it, and then mm. the, they're taking it, and they have okay. leftovers that they're giving to the king. Got it. Okay, so me and you were talking at odds because I was talking about the people, and you were talking about the priests. Oh, apologize. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, that's kind of shitty. Like, these yeah. people are ordered to give this shit up. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we have leftovers. The priests are like, oh, we have yeah. leftovers. Yeah, and then, like, the people are, if I was the people, I'd be like, Fuck you! That's my shit. What that's are you doing? My, that's my leftovers. Yeah, what are you give doing? us, give us the leftovers. Not right? The you ordered me to give this shit to you. Yeah, so. yeah. This is bullshit. Hezekiah gave orders to prepare storerooms in the temple of the Lord, and this was done. See, they had so many fucking leftovers. They had to have create storerooms. Right. It's bullshit. Now, if this is going to the poor, I don't have a problem with but that. But it's because, not. Right. Right. It's not. But that would be cool because that would be like a tax to help the downtrodden. Sure. Yeah. But it's not. Right. No, I totally agree with you. Then they faith faithfully brought in the contributions, tithes, and dedicated dedicated gifts. I don't know. How, that's like saying I, I voluntarily didn't volunteer for this job. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, if somebody made me do it, it's not... It's not a volunteer. Well, but a dedicated gift sounds more like that might actually be somebody bringing something specifically to, for some reason that they want to dedicate it for a certain cause or reason. Okay, but I question the phrasing. No, yeah. Nonetheless. Right. Konaniah, a Levite, was the overseer in charge of these things. These things. Yeah. And his brother Shimei was next in rank. Jehiel, Azaziah, Nahath. Asahel, Jeremoth, Josabad, Elil, Ismachiah, Mahath, and Benaiah were assistants of Konaniah and Shemai and his brother. Okay. Got it? Sure. In no way whatsoever. Right. All these served by appointment of King Hezekiah and Azariah, the official in charge of the temple of God. Okay. Kor son of Imna, the Levite, keeper of the East Gate, was in charge of the free will offerings given to God. Free will offerings? Mm hmm What, do you have to, like, sacrifice shit to God so that you're allowed to have free will? What are free will offerings? Well, free will is volunteer. That's what it means. Oh, okay. Those yeah. are the voluntary these offerings. Are, these are voluntary. Okay. So we're going to make you donate to the kingship. Kingdom. I bet most of those came from rich people. Yeah. Because... Yeah. They're like, whatever, we're going to give it a little bit extra so that we can gain favor or something. Right. It's it's like when you write, you donate, but um, it's a tax write-off. Right. Yeah. Was it really a donation? Yeah. 
Okay, distributing the contributions made to the Lord and also the consecrated gifts. Jiminy Christmas. They have so much there's so too many, many different names. Yeah. Well, there's too many different names for types of gifts. Yeah. That weren't really gifts. If, if they, you have a problem with the amount of names that you have for your gifts, then you have way too many gifts. I agree. Yeah. I am 100% in agreement with yeah. you. Eden Minayaman Jeshua. Shut up. Are I see you your chanting? face. No, I'm naming off people. Yeah, I know, I know. Jeshua, Shemaiah, Amariah, and Shechaniah assisted him faithfully in the towns of the priests, distributing to their fellow priests according to their divisions, old and young alike. In addition, they distributed to the males, three years old or more, whose names were in the genealogical records, all who would enter the temple of the Lord to perform the daily duties of their various tasks according to their responsibilities and their divisions. Okay. And they distributed to the priests enrolled by their families in the genealogically records, ge, ge, <clears throat> genealogical <laughs> records. I'm, this, this is not phrased easy. And right. so I'm kind of like, where's the pauses and the, yeah. you know, so some of the words are coming out wrong. Sure. And likewise to the Levites, 20 years old or more, according to their responsibilities and their divisions. They okay. included all the little ones, the wives, and the sons and daughters of the whole community listed in these genealogical records, for they were faithful in consecrating themselves. Okay. Okay? Yeah. They did things and then they did them. The, the end of what I'm trying to say. <laughs> As for the priests, the descendants of Aaron who lived on the farmlands around their towns or in any other towns, men were designated by name to distribute portions to every male among them and to all who were recorded in the genealogies of the Levites. Jesus. That's way too many times. They've said genealogy mm -hmm. and genealogical way too many times. It, I agree. I'm the one tripping over it, and that's why I keep saying it wrong. Yeah. This is what Hezekiah did throughout Judah, Doing what was good and right and faithful before the Lord his God. That's so great. He's awesome. Yeah, Whatever. right? In everything that he undertook in the service of God's temple and in obedience to the law and the commands, he sought his God and worked wholeheartedly. And so he prospered. The end. Yeah. He did that good, he so prospered he because he ordered people to give him shit. And then they gave him shit. And then he prospered. And, the God, and God said, yeah, I don't give a fuck if you're poor. Give me shit. And so then they gave him shit and they prospered. Yeah. Well, he prospered. He gooded. I mean, somebody prospered. Hezekiah did good and yeah. so he gooded. Yeah. Right. And him good. Okay. Well, that was um, Second Chronicles chapter 31. Sure as good was. And tomorrow we will be back with... Second Chronicles chapter 32. All right. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, let's see. People were giving gifts um, voluntarily, but involuntarily because Hezekiah was making them do it. Yeah. And uh, then they smashed some shit. Oh, like they some... smashed so much shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, it was a uh, good day that day because there was so much smashing happening. Right. Right. But in a good way. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's that's all I really remember. Hezekiah prospered. He pro That's right. He prospered because... Of all the voluntary, involuntary gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they had heaps of them. They had heaps. Yeah. And they had to build warehouses for all of those right. leftovers. Yeah, I wish I wish I had the problem of we had too many involuntary, 
voluntary gifts where we had heaps okay. of them. Let me just say, today we did have that problem because we use Instacart to order groceries. That's true. That's true. And um, our Instacart delivery person accidentally dropped off somebody else's order in addition to ours. So we had like an heaps. eight heaps. It was an 18 thing the container of eggs, like too many eggs because I had just had eggs delivered the day before. Heaps of them. Heaps. So many eggs. A giant thing of, of um, what's that leafy stuff shit called? Spinach. Spinach. Heaps of it. Heaps of spinach. And I mean, I can do stuff with a little bit of spinach, but not heaps of spinach. Right, and crumbled beef. Crumbled beef. Three giant containers. Motherfucking heaps of it. Heaps of beef. Heaps. Yeah. And we could not hardly, I had to literally clean out the fridge and freezer to fit all this shit in that we got. Right. They, right. they gave us two loaves of bread. Heaps. Heaps. And I had already had bread delivered. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just saying. We, like, got, we got some extra. We understand we what it's like for somebody to involuntarily <laughs> give us so much. I mean, so to be much. fair, it was a big business that involuntarily gave it to us. Yeah. Or the, you know, the delivery Instacart person. driver. Yeah. 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 Um, I've heard people complain about not getting their stuff. Yeah. That's Sorry. why. Because we Sorry. got it. <laughs> it always comes to me. I've never had something missing. I've only ever had an extra Yeah, we're the ones surprise. that get the extra shit. I don't know why. I mean, I'm not complaining. No. No, so, it's great. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Right. Anyway, heaps. Storehouses. Yeah. Leftovers. So anyway. Prospering. That, that was for Second Chronicles chapter 31. Correct. And today we're going to be reading. Second Chronicles chapter 32. Let's go read this. Okie dokie. Okay, Second Chronicles chapter 32. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. After all that Hezekiah had so faithfully done, Shanesherib, Shanesherib, yeah, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah. Mm. But Hezekiah's but should, been good. So wait, right, Hezekiah should win, right? Hezekiah should win. Okay, that's yeah. my bet on this. I mean, that's the way it's supposed to go. Right? Right? He, he's doing good and he's... Getting rid of all the high sure, places. Sure, Yeah, this is a bad move by this other guy. Yeah, he picked the wrong day. Right. He laid siege to the fortified cities, thinking to conquer them for himself. Mm-hmm. I feel sorry for the people, though. Cause yeah, because they're, they're still, getting sieged. I mean, they're getting, yeah. Yeah. The, the still bad things the, are happening. The king will be okay. Well, that's all that really matters, the right? The city will survive. What's a few hundred or thousand Shh. deaths? Right. Whatever. Yeah. When Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come and that he intended to wage war against Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. He consulted with his officials and military staff about blocking off the water from the springs outside the city. And they helped him. But what I want to know is, did he talk to God? Right. Because that's the, I this mean, this is a big if deal. If you don't talk to God, you might not get his help. You might get grounded. Right. They gathered a large group of people who blocked all the springs and the stream that flowed throughout the land. Why should the kings of Assyria come and find plenty of water? They said. Yeah. Then he worked hard repairing all the broken sections of the wall and building towers on it. He built another wall outside that one and reinforced the terraces of the city of David. Oh, he's That water's got to go somewhere. If you blocked off the springs and the, the little rivers and mm-hmm. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to back up somewhere. Yeah. Where was it backing up at? That's the pond I'm going to. I mean, I'm just right? curious. Like, was he flooding out his own city in order so that, so that people wouldn't get enough water down there? I guess. He's like... Come inside the walls, otherwise you're fucked. I'd be pissed if I was like one of the farmers right next to that. I'd be like, God damn it. Are you kidding me right Right? now? Right? 
He also made large numbers of weapons and shields. I think that if you praise God, you shouldn't have to make yeah, weapons. Yeah, you don't need to do that. Or fortify God will take walls. care of you. Yeah. Right. He appointed military officers over the people and assembled them before him in the square at the city gate and encouraged them with these words. Mm, this is the the um, riding back and forth on the horse speech where you like <laughs> yes. got the, your sword in the air mm-hmm. and everything. And you're like, today's the day we're men and we right. die. We ride into this battle. Follow me and, and pride and big wiener energy. Kill. Kill, go. Things. Win. Win. Fight. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know those words. Right, yeah. Okay. That, that was a very inspiring speech we just gave, I thought. I, I yeah. thought. Yeah. I thought. I think that we should record that. and <laughs> We just did. <laughs> and, like, I think we should take a snippet of that, though. And every yeah. time we have to do something big and mm. scary, we should play it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's very encouraging. Right. Right. Okay. But here's what Doofus has to say. Doofus. Got Doofus. it. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? Yep. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria and the vast army with him. For there is a greater power with us than with him. I bet it's God. I bet it's God. it's God? Because our God's better than their God. Right, yeah. With him is only the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. There it is. He's going to fight for you. Mm-hmm, you don't have to mm-hmm. do shit. He's going to put his power into that's, your little dinky arm. That's why we made all these weapons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And shut off the water because God's going to do it. Yeah. And I don't believe that. <laughs> I mean, obviously they don't either. And the people gained confidence from what Hezekiah, the king of Judah, said. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. bet they were excited that day. Right. Can't wait. God's so, on our side. So fun going into war. Look at this. You know, I find that most people on any battlefield think that God's on their side, no matter what side they're on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of. It's weird laughing. how that works, you know. It makes me laugh because, like, you're thinking of. My God is with me. And then there's a guy on the other side saying the exact same My thing. My God is with me. Yeah. And it's like. They should just get to the middle of the field and just have a big theological debate. No, my God. No, and then my whoever God. wins the debate wins the battle. Whoever pisses further. It's a pissing there contest. Go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Later, when Shanesharab, king of Assyria, and all his forces were laying siege to Lashish, he sent his officers to Jerusalem with this message for Hezekiah, king of Judah, okay. and for all the people of Judah who were there. Yeah. Oh, ready? I'm ready. This is what Sennacherib, king of Assyria, says. On what are you basing your confidence that you remain in Jerusalem under siege? <laughs> when Hezekiah says, the Lord our God will save us from the hand of the king of Assyria. He is misleading you to let you die of hunger and thirst. Did not Hezekiah himself remove this God's high places and altars, saying to Judah and Jerusalem, You must worship before one altar and burn sacrifices on it. Do you not know what I and my predecessors have done to all the peoples of the other lands? Were the gods of those nations ever able to deliver their land from my hand? Who of all, whomst the fuck, of all the gods of these nations that my predecessors destroyed has been able to save his people from me. I'm guessing by the way he's going on about it that mm-hmm. there's nobody so far. That would like be... He, he won all the battles It's so probably far. a rhetorical question. Yeah. Is my guess. Right. 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 They know. They know. He's but he's going on so he's probably about to get his ass handed I to I mean, him. that's what I'm guessing too. How then, he continued, can your God deliver you from my hand? 
Now do not let Hezekiah deceive you and mislead you like this. Do not believe him, for no god of any nation or kingdom has been able to deliver his people from my hand None. or the hand of my predecessors. Yeah. How much less will your god deliver you from my hand? <laughs> <laughs> it felt like there should be an evil right yeah no i agree i agree that was, that was well placed yeah, yeah for yeah. sure seneshirab's officers spoke further against the lord god and against his servant hezekiah the king also wrote letters ridiculing the lord the god of israel and saying this against him typity type 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 i mean right like you're yeah. going into battle and instead you're writing fucking letters mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay like, Dear Hezekiah, you're ugly. <laughs> you suck so much. And your mom is a whale. Love me. Right, yeah. <laughs> Just as the gods, typity type, 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 of the peoples of the other lands did not rescue their people, typity type, 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 from my hand, so the god of Hezekiah, typity type, 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 will not rescue his people from my hand. Mm, okay. Okay. Yep. okay. That's, a, that's some letter. Yep. You got that one. Mm, good stuff. Or I guess back then it would have been what? Morse code? Beep, 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 beep. Scroll. Dish, dash, or dot, like, dot, like dot, a, dot, dot. No, they didn't know Morse code back then. I know. I was being funny. They didn't oh, have okay. typewriters either. No, I know. I know. <laughs> then they called out in Hebrew to the people of Jerusalem who were on the wall to terrify them and make them afraid in I order to capture the city. The and I think that uh, the one guy's going to be like, yo, yo, can you not talk in our language? Because I don't want them right? to hear you. Oh, okay. I don't want them to hear you saying this shit. Got it. They spoke about the God of Jerusalem as they did about the gods of the other peoples of the world. The work of human hands. Okay, ready? Ready. <laughs> Next section. King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, cried out in prayer to heaven about this. Mm. And the Lord sent an angel who annihilated all the fighting men oh, fuck. and the commanders and officers in the camp of the Assyrian king. Damn. Oh, I got that one wrong. You got that one wrong? I mean. They got beat. They got beat. So I got that one right. But yeah. as far as the like, please stop speaking in our language. Oh. I got that one wrong. That yeah, one that might have been something. War. I don't know. Who knows? Different yeah. war, different chapter, whatever. Right. Might have been the same war. Yeah, it could have been the same thing. Just, you different know, different chapter. writer. Yeah, who so. knows. So he withdrew to his own land in disgrace. And when he went into the temple of his God, some of his sons, his own flesh and blood, cut him down with the sword. Damn. They stabbed That's their rough. daddy. That's rough. So the Lord saved Hezekiah <laughs> and the people of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, king of Assyria, and from the hand of all others. He took care of them on every side. Yeah. Damn. Many brought offerings to Jerusalem for the Lord and valuable gifts for Hezekiah, king of Judah. I mean, look, so let's, if you witnessed an angel come down and destroy an army, mm, right? Mm, I'm done. I, I believe off. in God. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I would. But that's not what happens. No, that's not what happens. That's and never that's not what happened. happens. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I don't. Like the if if they got destroyed by something else, it would have been something like a tornado mm -hmm. or I I don't know earthquake. Yeah, I, I, but it, it was not a fucking angel. It was not an angel of the Lord. No, but the Bible continues from then on. He Hezekiah was highly regarded by all the nations. Mm. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. you meet the guy that's beating all the people. Yeah, and they're gonna be like, hey, that guy's all right. He's he all right. Him. He beat that guy. He's in with that God. guy was a dick. Yeah. This guy beat the guy that was a dick. So we like that guy. Yeah. Sure. You know? I'm sure. Whatever. Right. 
Okay, the next section, it doesn't bode well. Ready? I'm ready. In those days, Hezekiah became ill. Oh. And was at the point of death. Man. Good guy about to die. Why Why was he, Why did God let him get ill? Why is he getting ill? What a dick. Right? He prayed to the Lord who answered him and gave him a miraculous sign. Oh. <sighs> ready? I'm ready. But Hezekiah's heart was proud and he oh. did not respond to the kindness shown him. Man. What a dumbass. Therefore, the Lord's wrath was on him and on Judah and Jerusalem. Of course. Then Hezekiah repented of his pride. He was like, just kidding. (laughs) Of his heart, as did the people of Jerusalem. Therefore, the Lord's wrath did not come on them during the days of Hezekiah. Oh, is this when he wore a potato cloth and was like, sorry. I think that's that's correct. Sorry, I was proud at you. Yeah. Can you take it back? And God was like, of course. Yeah. It's fine. Was, They're also very fickle back then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with their love of God and, and, and yeah. all that. And God didn't used to be as fickle as this. Right. God used to be like, no, fuck you, dead. Yeah. No, nah, fuck you, dead, 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 dead. And no more. No, he doesn't do it anymore. No. Now he's like, oh, you changed your mind. Okay, okay. We're yeah. good. We're, hey, bro, you're on You're on team God. I'm on team you. you yeah. Know? Ever since the time of Judges, it's like he pulled back and I was like, fuck ever. Right. Yeah. Like these fuckers are always back and forth. They're just whenever they're on my side, I guess I'll be on their side. Sure. You know? But only kind of if yeah, I feel like I mean, it. You know, sometimes, sort of. Right. Kinda. Yeah. Okay, next section. Okay. Okay. Yep. That was he got sick and then he didn't. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hezekiah had a very great wealth and honor, and he made treasuries for his silver and gold, for his precious stones, spices, shields, and all kinds of valuables. Mm-hmm. He also made buildings to store the harvest of grain, new wine, and olive oil. He's rich. Yeah. Remember yeah. all the heaps? Yeah, yeah. the he, heaps. He he had storehouses and warehouses. Yeah, heaps and heaps of heaps. Yeah. And he made stalls for various kinds of cattle and pens for the flocks. Mm-hmm. He made things and yeah. stuff and because whatnot. Because he, he had wealth. He built villages and acquired great numbers of flocks and herds, for God had given him very great riches. Because, of course, because God. Mm-hmm. It was because God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was Hezekiah who blocked the upper outlet of the Gion Spring and channeled the water down to the west side of the city of David. He succeeded in everything he undertook. Wow, that's He's amazing. So the best. He is so on God's side, except for that one time when he wasn't. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he's not a, as smart as Solomon, of course. And Solomon was awesome smart, except for he did have a thousand wives. So I mean, right, and he wasn't you know. always good either. Yeah. Right. But when envoys were sent by the rulers of Babylon to ask him about the miraculous sign that had occurred in the land, oh, God left him to test him and to know everything that was in his heart. Hmm. Why does okay. God do that? I don't know. I don't, I don't quite understand that. Why do you need to test him? Don't you know what's Especially in his heart? Especially when you can just change your mind and be back on your side. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. You can test me and then if I'm wrong, then you're going to punish me briefly and then I can be like, oh, potato sorry, sack. Sorry, 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 potato sack. And then I'm sack. back on your side, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Fuck cares. Yeah, right. Okay, ready? I'm ready. It's looking bad. All right. Next section. Next section. The other events of Hezekiah's reign and his acts of devotion are written in the vision of the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. Apparently, we are done not having those things written in the book. Right? Yeah. That is more exciting than whatever that sentence was about. Right. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, The fact that the words are present. King is dying and moving on. Yeah. Like that was his reign. Whatever. Yeah. Hezekiah rested with his ancestors and was buried on the hill where the tombs of David's descendants are. 
All Judah and the people of Jerusalem honored him when he died. And Manasseh, his son, succeeded him as king. The end. Awesome. Way to go, Hezekiah. You were mostly godly. Sometimes. You mostly. Know? Mostly. You had just, heaps, though. You had lots of fucking heaps. You got them heaps. And, you know, you can't you can't discount having heaps. Heaps are important. I feel like I should write a book called Heaps and Leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was Second Chronicles chapter 32. Sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we will be back with... Second Chronicles chapter 33. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Yeah. Uh, Hezekiah was good, and then he was bad, and then he was good again. But the important bit is he was get, he got to be buried in the good cemetery. That is important. I mean, that, that says it all right there. And also, um, he was at war with Sennacherib, um, and Sennacherib went wee-wee-wee-wee-wee all the way home, and then his son stabbed him. Yeah, he didn't fare very well. Yeah, he's so bad. Yeah, so that was the gist of Second Chronicles chapter 32. Sure as fuck was. And today we're going to be reading... Second Chronicles chapter 33. Let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Second Chronicles chapter 33. Okay. But before I begin that... Um, I have to remind you that Hezekiah died, and yes. then his son Manasseh took over. Right, right, right. Okay? So, Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem. Hold on to your butts. How, how long do you think that he reigned? I'm going to go 16 years. More. 35 years. More! 50 years? 55 motherfucking years Holy this kid shit. reigned. He better be the best of the best. I bet he's not. Oh, like, look. Next sentence will tell us. Okay. Ready? Yeah. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. What the fuck? He's reigned like one of the longest terms and he did evil? What? He did evil. Following Uh, the detestable practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. That's crazy. Where'd he learn that from? Not his dad. His dad was awesome. Yeah. Hezekiah should be like um, on t-shirts. Like he was so fucking awesome. He was better than David. For real. For real. Well, to be fair, his dad only lived till he was 12. So like maybe he had somebody take over that was like. No, we're going to teach you the bad ways now. Okay, okay, yeah. He rebuilt the high places his father Hezekiah had demolished. (laughs) Um, Do you know what the high places were? We covered this briefly. I'm assuming they were temples on mountains or something. Yeah, and they were kind of like the Tower of Babel kind of thing where it was um, places that, A, they were not built by Levites. They were built by whoever wanted to do these altars. Got it. And pray to whatever gods, but they were built in high places, like on hills, trying and, to reach and the tree, gods. Trying to reach the gods, yeah, yeah. because they thought um, the higher they are, then the better God will hear them. I mean, it makes some sense in the if you're you going to be stupid and terms, simple, yeah, yeah. Right? If you're going to be an so, ignoramus, right, it makes perfectly logical sense, right, right, yeah. So he um, rebuilt all those high places. He also erected altars. <laughs> he he said erected <laughs> altars to the balls. Ball alls. You know, all of them the guys. It says the ball alls. Ball alls. What well, says the balls? Okay. And he made a share of poles. Wow. He bowed down to all the starry hosts and worshipped them. And apparently God was just like, whatever. Starry, starry, Didn't starry. give this guy, like, leprosy, didn't nope. do any of that shit. None just, of that. He's, he reigned for 55 fucking years. Yep, yep. Okay. Right. He built altars in the temple of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, my name will remain in Jerusalem forever. Mm-hmm. 
in both courts of the temple of the Lord, he built altars to all the starry hosts. I, I wow. really like that phrasing. Starry hosts. Starry hosts. Yeah. He sacrificed his children in the fire oh, man. of the valley of Ben-Hinnom, practiced divination and witchcraft, mm. sought omens, and consulted mediums and spiritists. And this guy was about as bad as they come. Mm-hmm. He did much evil in the eyes of the Lord, arousing his anger. That's what they're saying here. He erected and aroused. <laughs> he took the image he had made and put it in God's temple, of which God had said to David and to his son Solomon, In this temple and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I'll put my name forever. Mm. I'll not again make the feet of the Israelites leave the land I assigned to your ancestors, if only they will be careful to do everything I commanded them concerning all the laws, decrees, regulations given through Moses. Small print. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah, no, I know. Disclaimer, small yeah, print, whatever. Yeah. But, it, I mean, that was part of, like, I was just reading it just Yeah, then. no, I know. But okay. it sounded like a fucking disclaimer. It did, it did. Yeah. But Manasseh led Judah and the people of Jerusalem astray. So that they did more evil than the nations the Lord had destroyed before the Israelites. Mm. They were the evilest evil that ever I mean, evil. right? The Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they paid no fucking attention. So then he did not speak loud enough. Right. And he didn't, like, he's punished people in the past, like, mm-hmm. with death and things that were close to death. Yeah. And yet this guy reigned. I- I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep saying it. He reigned for 55 fucking years. Do something. What's he doing here? Or as Britney Spears said, why don't you do something? Because, again, the people don't give a shit. They're following their king. Yeah. Because yeah. he's the king. He's the king. Right. And king's going to king, and you better do what your king says. Or right. You ain't going to be doing nothing. Yeah, Because exactly. you'll be dead. Right. So the Lord brought against them the army commanders of the king of Assyria, who took Manasseh prisoner, put a hook in his nose, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon. Wait. He reigned for 55 years, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. I'm listening. In his distress, he sought the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his ancestors. Oh, wasn't this the Exodus? Like, wasn't this the part where they, like, they took them to Babylon? Like, this is the Babylonian king that, that conquered I'm, them, basically, I'm right? Sure. I'm They're making sure. it sound a little less terrible on this one yeah. than they did in the last well, one. I mean, it is the chronicler. Right, right. He is quite the liar. Yeah. And when he prayed to him, the Lord was moved by his entreaty and listened to his plea. Of course he was. So he brought him back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. (laughs) Then Manasseh knew that the Lord is God. Oh, okay. Right? So now he's going to do good? Okay. Maybe? Maybe. I bet not, though. Right? Afterward, he rebuilt the outer wall of the city of David, west of the Gihon Spring in the valley, as far as the entrance of the Fish Gate. And encircling the hill of Ophel, he also made it much higher. Mm. He stationed military commanders in all the fortified cities in Judah. He got rid of the foreign gods and removed the image from the temple of the Lord, as well as all the altars he had built on the temple hill and in Jerusalem. So this wasn't the Babylonian um, conquering thing. I have no idea. They just took him prisoner for a bit, I guess. For a minute. He was like, yo, God, help. Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry. And he threw them out of the city. Okay. All the things. Yeah. Then he restored the altar of the Lord and sacrificed fellowship offerings and think offerings Wait, on what it. The, what the fuck's a fellowship author offering? I haven't heard that before. Yeah. That's a new offering. Maybe they chop off toenails. Oh, okay. Of their friends. Sure. Fellowship. Yeah, I don't know. 
and told Judah to serve the Lord, the God of Israel. Yeah, Judah, you do that thing that we're supposed to do. Yeah. And not the other thing that remember, I wasn't supposed to do. Remember that thing just then when I was bad and I led you this way? I'm, I was just kidding. Go back right, the other way. Yeah. The people, however, continued to sacrifice at the high places, but only to the Lord their God. Mm. I mean, to be fair, they're like confused. Yeah, they're, they're like, like Wait, you just said that you built these things, man. We're just using I'm them. I'm just trying to grow my sheep and sow my potatoes. Right. You know, I'm just trying. I, I don't, whatever. Lord God, whatever. You know, the other events of Manasseh's reign, including his prayer to his God and the words the seer spoke to him in the name of the Lord, the God of Israel, are written in the annals of the kings of Israel. Huh. Look okay. at that. Look yeah. at that. They fixed it. They, they did. It. Yeah. His prayer and how God was moved by his entreaty, as well as all his sins and unfaithfulness, and the sites where he built high places and set up a sheriff holes and idols before he humbled himself, all these are written in the records of the seers. Mm. Manasseh rested with his ancestors and was buried in his palace. And Ammon, his son, succeeded him as king. Wait, he was buried in his palace? So he wasn't buried in the the place where the rest of the kings were buried. He was buried in the palace. Mm. That's interesting. I have questions about that. Well, yeah. I mean, I have... It's hard to say, but, like, it didn't say... that They they definitely stipulated it differently in previous chapters to, yeah, as to where people were buried. Yeah, but it says he, so. he rested with his ancestors and was buried in his palace. Right. So, okay. So is the palace like, okay. It often, remember I told you often it'll say they were buried in the palace or they were buried in their home. And right. it means that they were buried underneath in the, the crypt beneath where they lived. Okay, all right. And so that might actually be where all the other that kings other, okay. were buried. All right, fair enough. So I, I'm not making an argument that he got to be buried with the other kings. I'm just saying, I right. don't know it's one just, way or the other. It's interesting, he might like well if this been. is the same writer, it's an interesting turn of phrase yeah yeah no i totally agree with you just curious there's no way to know whether he was buried with his king or not based on this phrasing right right i don't think i even phrased what i just said correctly correctly, no so but i know what you meant and hopefully listeners did too (laughs) i'm an idiot (laughs) okay so his son amon was 22 years old when he became king and he reigned in jerusalem two years Mm. And in that two years, didn't, guess what? Didn't do what was pleading in the eyes of the Lord. Huh? He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, as his father Manasseh had done. But he got to reign 55 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, Manasseh had a chance to apologize. Yeah. Be like, my bad. Yeah, that's, that's true. But he had to get kidnapped first right. and had a, you I know, thing. Yeah. 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 Amon worshipped and offered sacrifices to all the idols Manasseh had made. Yeah. But unlike his father Manasseh, he did not humble himself before the Lord. Amon mm. increased his guilt. I mean, to be fair, he only gave him two years. Yeah. And other dude, Manasseh, like, he got invaded. Right, right. Like, he literally had an opportunity yeah, to humble himself. I didn't himself. see you give this guy an opportunity exactly. Right. You just basically let him rule two years and then he's done. Yeah. Amon's, Amon's officials conspired against him and assassinated him in his palace. It just sounds like he was an asshole of a king, that's yeah. all. He was just a bad you know, king and his people hated him. nothing to do with him. God. Yeah. He's just a dick. Yep. Mm. Whatever. There's Kings are dicks sometimes, you yeah. know? Well, that's what happens when you have kings. They're usually dicks, if we're right. being honest. Right. Then the people of the land killed all who had plotted against King Amon, and they made Josiah his son, king in his place. The end. <laughs> okay. So the people were like, 
no, fuck no, you can't kill our king. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to kill you. And yeah. then they're like, and now his son's king. And then we'll see if he's good or bad. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's but yet to be gonna, determined. But we we'll, don't like you killing the king. And we'll pray whichever way he tells us to. Yeah, you just leave our kings alone, guys. Yeah, we like this. He's going to lead to Jesus someday, don't you know? <laughs> we got to have our kings in here. <laughs> yeah, that. Okay, so anyway, that was Second Chronicles chapter 33. Sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we'll be back with... Um, we will be back with two chapters. No, we won't. That's no, on, we won't. That's, that's on, on Friday. Friday. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Okay, yeah, nothing to see here. So tomorrow we will be back with Second Chronicles chapter 34. Yeah. And then on Friday we'll be doing chapters 35 and then chapter 36. Right, we'll to wrap up the book. Finish up Second Chronicles. Yeah. So we'll see you guys tomorrow and then, and then again on Friday and then again and then on Friday. And then again and again. Right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened um the day before yesterday? Uh yeah. So oh, we should probably address mm, that real mm, quick. Mm. So yeah, we uh we started looking at what we have coming up here, mm-hmm. and uh, our schedule was either going to be cramming it all into the next few days and doing like ten episodes in like three days. Yeah, and we're like fuck that. Yeah, because because wife really loves to end. Um, our, our books on the end of a week. So like, mm-hmm. you know, so we can do the Saturday and Sunday episodes correctly. Yeah. So we decided to take a one day break instead of cramming it all in and come back and spread we're going to spread out. everything out to, through the end of next week and maybe do a couple of oddball episodes next week sure. as well. So, sure. um, that's how we're playing this. And, uh, yeah. So sorry about last night. We just, we were like, what on earth? No. Right, right. Yeah. Got a little no, overwhelmed. Definitely. Um, as for what happened in the last episode two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a guy that was Manasseh, right? Yes. Yeah. He was uh, He was king and he was a shit-ass king. He was a shit-ass bad boy killing baby his burning. Fucking, yeah, he was ba- killing his babies and, and fucking doing all kinds of bad shit. And then God didn't do anything to him. He, he reigned for like 50 years and he said... Because he said he was sorry at one point. like Well, only because he got attacked. And so then he was yeah. like, oh, shit. And they put a hook through his nose. And he's like, guess I better tell God sorry. Right, right. And so then he told God sorry. And so then he got to be let go. And then he was like, I guess I'll do good now. But no, other kings, they do something wrong. They're like, bam, leprosy. Yep. Bam, dead. Yep. I'm like, what? Where where's the smiting? Where's the fucking punishment? Right. No, he gets to just apologize for burning babies. I know. Fuck you. It's fucking bullshit. Total bullshit. All right, on to something a little nicer though. Well Oh, well I, I was Oh, okay, sorry. Not done summarizing. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. So he said sorry and then so he got to be buried with the kings when he died, and then his his son Amon took over. Oh, that's right for like two seconds. For two seconds, and then he got killed but then um the people that killed him well no the people were like how dare you kill our bad king <laughs> right, so then they yeah. killed those guys right and, and then, then they installed one of his sons yeah they something. made josiah his king yeah his crazy ass shit replacement That's yeah stupid yeah so Whatever. so um i felt like it was important to to not just stop at Manasa. yeah yeah no yeah there was other kings in there sorry my bad yeah, yeah. um yeah. So anyway, so on the nicer stuff though. Nicer stuff. Nicer stuff. We have a new patron. What? Yeah, yeah. 
They uh, they subscribed on Patreon here just recently, and uh, their name is Victor T. Victor T. And they subscribe. I didn't even know this was a level. Must be something in a different country. I'm not really sure, but it's at like a three dollar and fifty cent level or something. Oh my god, that's amazing, so, which Victor is T. Awesome. Thank you. It's awesome. Every every bit helps. I mean, seriously, like I I couldn't say enough. But like, if just like half of our listeners, which would never happen, but if it, if it did, they all subscribed at the lowest level. Shit, we could like just you know travel around and meet everybody. That would be but, really hey, fun. We're gonna come see you and you and you. I mean, maybe in groups, but you know, we'll come see you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you should probably be vaccinated though. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm still a little leery of the whole coronavirus sure, thing, but sure. yes, yeah. Maybe, maybe in the summer we can have like a outdoor, you know, meet and greet at a picnic oh my God, shelter. Or that something. would be so fun. Yeah. But Victor T, thank you so yeah. much. It's so appreciated. You just can't know what it means to Definitely. us that you're you're giving of your resources and time and just thank you. It's yeah. so humbling. Thank you. It really is. It really is. And if anybody else would like to help us out, um, it is always appreciated. Just go to patreon.com forward slash religious discourse. Wow, I couldn't speak there for a second. Um <laughs> And uh, that's our main page there. There's levels all the way from $2 to $100. Um, whatever fits your budget is always, always, always appreciated. So Indeed. Thank you. So that was Second Chronicles chapter 33 that we just did two days ago that we're late on. Sure as fuck was. And today we're going to be reading... Second Chronicles chapter 34. All right. Let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Second Chronicles chapter thirty-four. Okay, so we're picking up with Josiah. Josiah. Okay. Yep. Josiah was eight years old when he became king because his dad only lasted like two seconds. So right. Like they were like, "Oh fuck." No. I guess we, I guess we get the little one here. And he reigned in Jerusalem thirty-one years. I mean, he was eight years old, so I mean, he didn't even make it to forty. Right. Shit. Jeez. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and followed the ways of his father, David. But, but Manasseh not, got to reign for 50 years. That was after he took power mm-hmm. and he was killing babies. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Not turning aside to the right or to the left. Meaning he okay. stayed on the straight path. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He was not But do you think it was tempted. the entire time? It, that's what it's saying. He was not tempted. Right now it says that, but like maybe two sentences from now it might say something <laughs> different. True. Let's keep reading. Yeah. In the eighth year of his reign, so this kid is 16 years old now. 16, yeah. While he was still young. Just got got his uh, horse and buggy license. I was just going to say his driver's (laughs) license. He began to seek the God of his father, David. Okay. I I like that they're calling it his father instead of his, like, great, 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 great grandfather. Right, yeah. Definitely. The chronicler sneaking that in there again. Yeah. Love you, David. (laughs) In his 12th year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of high places, Asherah poles, and idols. Good on you, boy. Mm -hmm. Under his direction, the altars of the Baals were torn down. He cut to pieces the incense altars that were above them. And smashed the Asherah poles and the idols. You gotta smash them. You can't just, like, disassemble them. Right. You gotta smash them. Well, I mean, they were probably, like, made of brick or ceramic or whatever, right? Right, right. Is my... But you could you maybe, like, unmortar the brick or something, you know, and use the bricks again. I mean, you know... I'm imagining the idols were, like, um, ceramic doll-like figures. Mm. Like figurines, you know? You smash it. You throw it to the ground. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that. 
Like, what do you mean disassemble? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to, you know, recycle, you know? Are you assembling an altar? I mean, you never know. I don't know. I mean, they used to bake those altars out of the rocks. So you just take the rocks apart and you can reuse the rocks for something else, like a wall. Oh, my God. Or a, or a battlement, you know? No. You need it for the battlements. That's not how that works. Okay. These he broke to pieces and scattered over the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. Oh. Damn. He's like I mean, salting their graves with it. But they, they like those gods, so mm-hmm. they're probably He's like, like here, okay, have whatever, it. I'll take them, those are my gods. He burned the bones of the priests on their altars, and so he purged Judah and Jerusalem. Hmm. He was not joking He burned around. the priests' bones? Yep. Damn. Yep. Have you ever seen the remains of, like, if you have your cat cremated and they give you the box? box back no um my sister had a couple cats at different times died Mm -hmm. through her life and they give them the remains and i always just imagined that it was like all ashes but it's not right and so like you don't open it and look at it because that would be gross right but you can hear and feel there's there's little bits in there there's bits and pieces like probably teeth and a couple of bones that didn't quite like melt down mm. all the way or whatever yeah like yeah. it's really grody and so i imagine when um josiah is burning the priest bones yeah there's still that little bit left oh i'm sure yeah. that's grody right. in the towns of Manasseh, ephraim and simon as far as neftali and in the ruins around them he tore down the altars and the asherah poles and crushed the idols to powder crushed them crushed them and cut to pieces all the incense altars throughout Israel. What do you suppose he crushed them with? Then he went back to Jerusalem. He crushed it. He have like a I stomping mean, pole or something, like you know, a little metal metal stake that you like pound them well, to the dust. Just, if they're just like ceramic figurines, he might have just stepped on them. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Like I don't know. Right. I, I'm imagining. I'm I'm imagining. I'm trying to be they're... funny, and you're taking it seriously. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just you know, I'm like okay. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for some like you know, cut here, and you're like, I don't know, maybe he's doing this. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. He's smashing this shit. <laughs> okay, that reminds me, actually, of the time um, that I worked in an office, and my boss was bringing boxes in, and so I was like, oh, I'll help, and I went out to get one, and she was like, you're going to want to use the dolly. And I was like, oh, no, I can carry this fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a little heavy, but whatever. And she was like, no, you're going to want to use the dolly. Okay. And I... Brought the box in, and I didn't realize that, like, yeah, that was so nice of me to bring that one box in. But, mm-hmm. like, hello, there's, like, a whole truckload. Ah. And I didn't realize that. Ah. Yeah, I wanted to use the dolly. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah. yeah. And, okay, but there's, an like, me not understanding um, how, why you need a tool. You right. You know what I mean? Right. And so, like, another time um, was opening letters I was like, who needs a fucking letter opener? That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, if you only open like Two one. Two letters a day or something. Well, even like how often do we open envelopes? I mean, not like, very often. Not very often, right? Right. But if you're opening a bunch, especially like, you know, during like a seasonal activity where I'm like stacks and stacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want a fucking letter opener. Yeah, you don't want paper cuts. Right. So, no. see, I'm picturing... He throws a figurine down and he stomps on it with his foot, right? But right. no, you're right. He needed a dolly. He needed a letter right. opener. Right, if you're, if you're smashing a, a ton of these things, you, yeah. gotta, you gotta crush them with something. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, I don't know what he crushed them with. Right, right. But it wasn't funny. No. <laughs> okay, sorry. In the 18th year, so two years later, okay. of Josiah's reign, 
Well, no, no. I, I thought it was going to say when he was 18, but no, it's no. 18 years later. Right. Regardless of how old he is. Sure. Um, to purify the land and the temple, he sent Shaphan, son of Azaliah, and Messiah, the ruler of the city, with Joah, son of Joahaz, the recorder, to, pair, to repair the temple of the Lord his God. Okay. They went to Hilkiah, the high priest, and gave him the money that had been brought into the temple of God, which the Levites, who were the gatekeepers, had collected from the people of Manasseh, Ephraim, and the entire remnant of Israel, and from all the people of Judah and Benjamin and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Got it. Then they entrusted it to the men appointed to supervise the work on the Lord's temple. Oh, and these no. guys were the trustworthy ones, weren't they? They were the ones that always did things correctly and... They never charged too much, and yeah, they, yeah. they did all the things correct, right? They did all things correct. That's what I recall from that. So. Yeah, and I said, oh, no, because I had... Um, lost your spot. I had lost my spot again. Yeah, and here I was covering really well. You could have just, like, skipped over But that. I didn't know because I said, oh, no, at the same time, <laughs> and so then I had to explain why I said, oh, no. Got it, got so, it. yeah, um, we're professionals. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't you know. <laughs> okay, so these men paid the workers who repaired and restored the temple. Yeah, they could totally be trusted. Mm -hmm. They were capably... That was that was from kings, but, mm -hmm. like, they, they, they very were capably much, they were very trustworthy. trustworthy. Yeah. yeah. They also gave money to the carpenters and builders to purchase dressed stone as opposed to naked stone. What is dressed stone? stone? I don't know. Hmm. They I'm wore, curious. They wore... They wore their shoes and um, yeah. pants. I don't, I don't know what dress stone is. All my stones are naked. Right. Yeah. I mean, all the stones I have are naked as well. How many stones do you have? I, I'd have to go around and count. I don't know that I have a whole lot. No, I don't either. Yeah. I mean, there's probably some stones in here. There's, I just don't know. There's a couple of polished stones in the backyard from yeah. the people that lived in the house before us. Is like, there? Yeah, they like decorated a couple and put in the window on the outside. Oh, that's right, that's right. And I just left them because I just thought they were neat. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, our kid used to love to give us rocks. Oh my god, and how? Yeah. Like boxes and boxes of fucking rocks. Right. You love a toddler when you let them give you fucking rocks Man. and pretend that the rocks are special. And they would remember them sometimes. They're like, they, where's that one? Where's that and I'm one? I'm like, wait, wait, you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, honey, um, we had to put it back outside so we could be with its other rock friends. Oh, my God, so many fucking rocks. Yeah. If you have kids, shout out. You right? know. Yeah, rocks. If you, if you know, you know. Yeah. Okay, so blah, blah, blah. Timber for joists and beams for the buildings that the kings of Judah had allowed to fall into ruin. The workers labored faithfully over them to direct them were Jahath and Obadiah, Levites descended from Merari, and Zechariah and Meshulam descended from Kohath. Mm, yeah, it's important shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Levites, all who were skilled in playing musical instruments, yeah. except for not the saxophone, not the saxophone, had charge of the laborers I'm so sorry, but he's like, these guys were so good at playing music, and also they supervised <laughs> right. all the workers from job to job. Well, I feel like the music playing was very important. They bring it up a lot. They do. So it must have been a very high-profile job. Like, this is how we supervise. We play music at you. Right. So they, I mean, maybe they just were really well-thought-of people, so they're like, and you can do this too. You know, I, I don't know. So while you're playing music, can you stand here? Thank you. Right. I mean, you can watch somebody work while you're playing, you know, sure. trumpet or something, right? I guess. So I don't want to either work or play a trumpet. Right, right. I'm kind of lazy, actually. I just want to lay in the sun, yeah. if I'm being honest. Right. Some of the Levites were secretaries, scribes, and gatekeepers. 
Okay. Were they? Just so you know. Yeah. Some were. I bet some also were herdsmen and fed the animals. And I bet some were also people who tied their shoes and put pants on. I mean, yeah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. No, I, totally. But well, some were kids. Didn't some, do anything. Some wiped their ass. Some right? didn't. Yeah. Well, I'm, I hope they all did. But, but you know, some didn't. Probably not. Boy's nasty. While they were out bringing the money... <clears throat> That had been taken into the temple of the Lord. Hokiah yeah. the priest found the book of the law of the Lord oh, that had been given through Moses. This is where they found the book. Mm-hmm. And we were oh, like, look. wait, they lost it? Like, we didn't know yeah. they lost it. We're yeah. like, what? Yeah. Okay. Like, look what I found. So that would indicate to us that the ark is still around. Possibly. Because that book was supposed to be with the ark. Mm-hmm. But also, how do you lose the ark? Right. You know what I mean? I feel like maybe the, I don't know. I, I feel like well, it was like, in Ethiopia. All yeah, I was gonna time. say we discussed it maybe being in Ethiopia. So maybe that got taken to Ethiopia, and the book had been somebody was like looking at it as they were taking it out, and they're like, oh, "I don't really need this book," and just set it down. <laughs> and then the, and then <laughs> the book got lost, down. you know. And they're like, "Oh, look, there's the book. Look at that! Yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole Bible. We don't have the the ark anymore, man. We got the book. We got the book. The book, man. Yeah, I I think that the ark is in Ethiopia. I mean, that's that's my theory too. Yeah, it seems um, it seems the most plausible. I want somebody to do a documentary. I think we already said all this. I want to just like still... fly a fucking little mini drone in there and just like see if we can, <gasps> oh my you know gosh. what I mean? Like see if we can get a picture of it or something. Yeah. Like there go the ark. Right. Hilkiah said to Shaphan, the secretary, I found the book of the law in the temple of the Lord. <laughs> what? He gave it to Shaphan. Then Shaphan took the book to the king and reported to him, your officials are doing everything that has been committed to them. They have paid out the money that was in the temple of the Lord and have entrusted it to the supervisors and workers. Mm-hmm. Then, Shaphan, the secretary, informed the king, Hey, guess what? Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. Yeah. Yo, what up? This is so cool. Yeah. And Shaphan read it, read from it in the presence of the king. Ah. When the king heard the words of the law, he tore his robes. Did he now? Because mm. he's like, fuck, we've been doing this wrong. I've been doing the God thing so wrong. But don't you think if you were doing it wrong and you were doing right, like this guy's supposedly doing right by the, mm-hmm. lo- the Lord, right? Yeah. Don't you think God would be like, hey, you know, I know you don't know this because yeah. you guys, somebody years ago misplaced this fucking book. Right. But you're Bastards. doing this wrong, guys. You need right? to change your ways because mm-hmm. this is wrong. Because then in this case, it it wouldn't be their fault they're doing it wrong. Right. They were not The told. prophets come down and tell them all kinds of other shit. Like, yeah, don't go to battle and stuff like that. Why can't they tell them, hey, you're doing this wrong? Yeah. I'm, uh, I mean, like, what? I could tell you that saying. I would not want to be the prophet that is telling the king you're doing God wrong. Yeah, but some they don't seem to have any qualms with, like, you know, telling calling the kings out sometimes. Right. So they're like, I'm, I'm with God, so you're wrong. Yeah. And then the kings are like, well, okay, but or I'm not, the king, though. you know, right. I, I just, I wouldn't want to be the prophet. No, I, I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind being a prophet as long as nobody knew that I was a prophet and I could keep that shit to myself. Right, right. I just, I'll, I'll do right in my house. Well, besides, if you're a prophet and you're wrong, uh-huh. they can stone you to death. Yeah. So you always have to be right. Yeah. I'm not trying to, right. I'm not trying to tell people my yeah. prophecies. Right. Fuck that. He gave these orders to Hilkiah, Ahikam, son of Shaphan, Abdon, son of Micah, Shaphan, the secretary, and Aziah, the king's attendant. Okay? So he's yeah. given these instructions. Ready? Got it. Yeah. Go and inquire of the Lord for me and for the remnant in Israel and Judah 
about what is written in this book that has been found. Great is the Lord's fucking anger that is poured out on us because those who have gone before us have not kept the fucking word of the Lord. God mm. damn it. Yeah. They have not acted in fucking accordance with all that is written in this goddamn book. They're like, look at this shit. We aren't supposed to be eating that shrimp. And we're not supposed to be wearing these mixed threads. Right. And and we're not supposed to be eating bacon. Like, oh, guys, we are fucking up, man. We And we all got to go get circumcised pronto. I'm not sure why we haven't all been smote, but, you know, here it is. Oh, we got to watch out from now on. Yeah, because now we know. Because now, it's, now it's, it's there. Yeah. And yeah. that makes all the difference now that we've read it. Mm-hmm. We know better. Yep. And and God didn't tell us before, but he's he got this book out for some reason. He's like, you know, maybe we're going to pull out these old rules. Right. So. Hilkiah and those the king had sent with him went to speak to the prophet Huldah, who was the wife of Shalom, son of Tokath, the son of Hazra, keeper of the wardrobe. She lived in Jerusalem in the new quarter. Okay. I forgot they went and talked to a woman. Yeah, I forgot that too. But she was pretty important. It seemed like in the I don't or something. I, I don't. I, maybe I'm not thinking of the right person. But she, so they're talking to a woman. I so know that's pretty that's, fucking that's pretty amazing. Big. She said to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Tell the man who sent you to me, this is what the Lord says. I am going to bring disaster on this place and his people. All the curses written in the book that has been read in the presence of the king of Judah. Because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods and aroused my anger by all that their hands have made. My anger will be poured out on this place and will not be quenched. But this guy was a good king. But and now he's getting you rid know, of all that shit. I wasn't mad till you reminded me right? by reading it. Now I remember how much I hate you. That's bullshit. I'm gonna smite you I don't, so bad. I don't approve of this. That's bullshit. He is so sing songy. I don't know why I made him <laughs> her her. She sing songy. Right. Yeah. Seemed like some a dumb man would say though. Mm, that would be honest. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, she was sing-songy, and she was like, God hates you, nanny, nanny, boo-boo, stick your head and doo-doo. Mm-hmm. Tell the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, concerning the words you heard. Because your heart was responsive, and you humbled yourself before God when you heard what he spoke against this place and its people, and because you humbled yourself before me and tore your robes and wept in my presence, I have heard you, declares the Lord." Now I will gather you to your ancestors and you will be buried in peace. Your eyes will not see all the disaster I'm going to bring on this place and on those who live here. Mm. So he's going to wait before yeah. he like, he's like, he's like, you guys are, are actually, dead. you guys are all right, but they're going to continue to be bad after you're dead. As so. soon as you're dead, it's on. I'm smiting the fuck out right. of all y'all. Yeah. You guys bought a reprieve, but mm-hmm. like, that's it. Hope you don't have kids. Right. Cause they are fucked. Right. Yeah. So they took her answer back to the king. Then the king called together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. He went up to the temple of the Lord with the people of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests and the Levites, all the people from the least to the greatest. He read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant. That's a lot of fucking words. That's a lot, yeah. Which had been found in the temple of the Lord, remember? Because I'm assuming it's like all the books, like... All the laws and mm-hmm. all that kind of shit and how to build this, that, and the other. Like, yeah. you read all the words? I mean, just even Leviticus alone. Right. Too many Christmas. Yeah. The king stood by his pillar and renewed the covenant in the presence of the Lord to follow the Lord and keep his commands, statutes, and decrees with all his heart and soul and to obey the words of the covenant written in this book. 
Then he had everyone in Jerusalem and Benjamin pledge themselves to it. The people of Jerusalem did this in accordance with the covenant of God, the God of their ancestors. Mm. Josiah removed all the detestable idols from all the territory belonging to the Israelites, and he had all who were present in Israel serve the Lord their God. Okay. As long as he lived, they did not fail to follow the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the end. As long as he lived. Mm-hmm. Because it's about the king. Mm-hmm. It's always about the king. As soon as he dies and somebody bad takes over, then the people suddenly just switch it's, their it's religion. Just, it's because it's not... a. You can't... God's not enforcing shit. Right. You know, like that, that they've proven that mm-hmm. in, in the fact that like the book the, was the, lost and then it was found. Well, yeah. And the, and the punishments that he doles out are not um, equivalent. They're not right. equal. So it's not there is no consistency to his um, behavior when it comes to punishing people that are bad and under his eyes or good. Right. So therefore, if you were to ask me as a person living in this country where, you know, God and other gods exist, according to people, mm-hmm. then I'd be like, I'm just as likely to believe in that as some other god because I what's it doesn't make any sense. Right. He's not. He's not consistent. If he's a god, he would be consistent, wouldn't he? I would think so. But that's why they believed in many different gods because that explains the inconsistency from one god to another. But it's almost as if like every generation. Their God is different from the God that lived previous to the Yeah, to no, this I mean, one. definitely the Lord, God, mm-hmm. I am, mm-hmm. has evolved from something to something else. Yeah. Like, it's definitely not the same God right. that was at the beginning of the Bible, in the middle so far of what we read, and into now. Mm-hmm. It's definitely changed again and again and again and again yeah. as to what and where he punishes and how angry this God is, etc. Yeah. Like it consistently is changing throughout yeah. the Bible. He's he's a lot more hands off and he's a lot angrier. Yeah. He's Well, at certain points. He's either like uninterested or angry. Right. One or the other. Yeah. And it usually just kind of comes out of nowhere. Right. So. Exactly. He's not very loving, I could tell you that. No. I've no. not seen cases where he has actually loved the people. Right, right. I mean, the kindest thing he's done recently is be like, well, y'all did remind me how much I hate you and want to smite you, but, you know. But I won't kill you yet. I'll kill your next, your, your progeny. Your children. Yeah. yeah. I'll kill your children. They're right. all all right. Cause, yeah. Because you're crying about how much you fucked up. Right. You know, I forgive you, whatever. I'll just kill your kids. <laughs> all right. Well, that was Second uh, Chronicles chapter 34. Sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we will be back with... Second Chronicles chapter 35. All right, we'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you know what today is? Uh, it's Saturday. It sure is. It's Q&A Saturday. And what are we covering today? We are going to cue some um, high places and Sineshirop. High Places and Shineshirab. Two separate topics. I figured since it was two separate things. Well, I just didn't want you to think it was um, High Places and Shineshirab together. Like oh. Shineshirab on High Places. Got it. Got it. High Places, comma, and Shineshirab. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So this is uh, Q&A for chapters uh, 31 through, through 34. 34. 
four. Four, that's right. We skipped a, uh, an episode this of month. Of Second this Chronicles. Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My bad. Yep. I was, I was thinking too hard there. You really were. Sorry. It was painful to watch. It, I mean, it was... <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into this, huh? Okie dokie. All right. Okay. With regard to high places, I feel like we've covered this before. Have we? But when I was like looking up, what are high places again now? Yeah. So that we could look more into it. I don't think that we did a Q&A about it, either that or if we did, it was a very shoddy one. I mean, is there so, more to it than they're just on the top of mountains? Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, the, they are places of worship on elevated pieces of ground to bring worshipers closer to their false gods. We've talked about that. Right. And they were originally dedicated to idol worship, especially among the Moabites. Okay. So we've talked about that. Right. And they often included, the shrines often included a stone altar Graven images as preserved on steelies. What exactly is a graven image? An image that is graven. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think it's like engraved, maybe like okay, like a graven image that is is a image that you engraved onto something. I don't know. Got it. Got it. Um, a sacred object. It's so, a it's a carved idol or representation of a god used as an object of worship. Yeah, so I was kind of right. So, engraved this, into the I, stone. It was bothering me. I, did, yeah. I had to know. So yeah, All right. So I was kind of right. Right. It's engraved under stone. It's a, yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically a fucking cave dwelling drawing. <laughs> right. But carved instead of like with crayons or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, it also include often included a sacred object such as a stone pillar or wooden pole, like in a share pole, okay. in various shapes identified with the object of worship, which would have been animals, constellations, goddesses, fertility deities, that kind of thing. Sure. Okay. Yep. Um, it also would have held a cistern for water. Okay. So like a bowl of some sort. Right. But. Maybe the bowl wasn't, like, just a bowl. It was, like, actually... Probably to cleanse their hands after, like, blood sacrifices and shit. Yeah. And it probably would have been carved into, like, a dip right. in the altar. Right. A low, um, low stone tables for dressing the victims. Right. And then a hall for the sacrificial feasts. A hall. A hall. Is that, like, a cart? What? What do you mean, a hall? Like, a hallway? Like... Oh, a hall. What, yeah. Oh, okay. So, what did sorry. you think I was saying? I, I don't know. I was it was struggling with what you meant by all. I just wasn't expecting to hear a hall. Like think of a banquet hall, not like a hall. Yeah. No, I got it now. I okay. got it now. Okay. Um. Worship. Like I was thinking, haul this away. Oh. Yeah. That like would be the, a verb, not a noun. Right, but some people say I gotta get, I gotta go grab my haul. You know, like it's a thing people say. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, you know. I'm I'm not from Ohio. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify, that's all. A hall, a banquet hall, basically. Yes, a banquet hall kind Got of thing. Got it, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, for the sacrificial feast. So, worship often included making sacrifices, burning incense, and holding feasts or festivals. So, a lot of this isn't new. Right. It's just interesting. I mean, it's kind of the same stuff they do in Christianity, just, mm-hmm. you know, a different God particularly, and different rules. Particularly Catholicism. Catholicism? That's what I said. Catholicism? <laughs> yeah, Catholicism. <laughs> Do you ever, like, sometimes, like, say something and it should be a word, but then it isn't, but then oh, there already God. is a word? Right. Like, um, 
we had somebody staying with us for a while that said always said the word legitly. Yes. And I'm like, no, that word already exists and it's legitimately. Right. You can cut it short to legit, but you can't add an L-Y to a nickname word. But like, is legit done. actually a word? Legit's not actually no, a word, No, legit though. is short for legitimately. Right, but is it actually a word? Of course it's not. So it's only, so you're basing your um, usage of words on MC Hammer then? No. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm saying you can shorten a word. That's fine. But oh. you can't then take the shortened version and try to make it conglomerate with a longer version of the original word. Okay. That's dumb. Sure. Whatever. I'm, I, I'll, you know, you, 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 yeah. What? I bow to your <laughs> superiority in this, in this arena, I guess. Okay. Well, this took a strange turn. <laughs> anyway. Um, so there were some examples that they gave that I thought was interesting because um, remember how Solomon had like a thousand wives? Yes, I do. And so he would appease his his various wives, uh, probably mostly of political persuasion, right, right. by worshiping at their various altars, right. right? Yeah. So here's, for example, one that he would have done. Okay. Um, Ashtaroth was the Canaanite goddess of sensual love and fertility. Worshippers at her altar would have had sexual relations out in the open with temple prostitutes. So huh. he probably did that too. Right, right. Because that's what it would have called for. So on top of his thousand wives, he also had sex with temple prostitutes. Probably hundreds and thousands of them. I see, yeah, I see. Yeah. So Milcom, the god of the Ammonites, was worshipped through child sacrifice. And they would throw children onto a fire. So he probably threw one of his kids onto a fire to Crazy. appease them. I mean, he probably had plenty to spare. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I'm not arguing that he didn't have probably, like, thousands and thousands of kids. I, I think it, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to remember all their names at that point, you know? Yeah. You can't even remember all your cousins sometimes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Thousands yeah. of kids. Can you imagine? I can't even no, imagine. No. That's ridiculous. Okay, so high places were also set up in a spot that had been artificially elevated. So sometimes it was just like a hill or a mountain, like think Mount Sinai. Sure. That's a high place. Right. But a lot of times they would create this artificially just to make it high. Got it. And the Israelites at various points practiced Molech worship and built high places for Baal. So, I mean, the Israelites were... No stranger to this. Right. You know? Obviously. I mean, they talk about it a lot in the Bible, mm -hmm. how they worship other gods. And specifically, Baal yeah. is in there quite a bit. Right. Like, as one of those gods well, that they're like, uh, I'm going to go worship him now. But, but let's not forget here. that Baal was like a mixture of various Baals. Kind right. of like, you know, lowercase g god versus capital G god. Sure. No, I, I get it. But, I mean, he's definitely prominent in the Bible at yes. some level. So. Yes. So... Um, just to reiterate, not all high places were dedicated to idol worship. So when you say destroying high places, you got to be really careful because there's several examples that are listed here where it was not for idol worship. Okay. Like in Genesis chapter 12, Abram built altars to the Lord at Sheshem and Hebron. Right. And in Genesis chapter 22... Abraham built an altar in the region of Moriah and was willing to sacrifice his son there. And this site is traditionally believed to be the same high place where the Temple of Jerusalem was eventually now, built. Now, to me, what this sounds like is that the high places were things that happened, you know, 
I, I feel like they progressed to a different type of worship with Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And it used to be more pagan than it was, you know, by the time it got to the king section. Mm-hmm. So, like, Abraham and Moses were probably much more pagan in their worship than, yes. than I mean, it was by the time we got to... Particularly given that he's about to sacrifice his kid here. Right, right. On an altar. Right, right. That he built. Yeah. Right. So, um, then again in Genesis chapter 28, Jacob set up a stone pillar to the Lord at Bethel. Then in Exodus chapter 19, Moses met God, as I said earlier, on Mount Sinai. Right. That's a very high place. Yep. In Joshua chapter 4, Joshua set up set up stone pillars after crossing the Jordan. Right. I mean, those yeah. were created as, as a high place. Right. In 1 Samuel chapter 7, the high places were visited regularly by the prophet Samuel. And... High places as sites of Canaanite idol worship from Judges chapter 3 extended into the period of Elijah in 1 Kings. Hmm. God named only one high place where sacrifice was authorized, the temple in Jerusalem in 2 Chronicles chapter 3. Oh, so the temple in Jerusalem is on a high place. Mm-hmm. It, it not only it, it is, it is high a high place. place. Yeah. But they want it to be the high place. Mm-hmm. Like, the highest of no highs. The holiest high of holies. Right. Yeah. God commanded that all other high places be destroyed. Got it. Got it. So that's. So this was like a transitioning of high places, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like no other high places shall exist. Mm-hmm. Only the one in Jerusalem is the only legitimate one. Um, and we're going to legitly, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it just goes to show that. Religion was once again influenced by what was happening in the time and place around them as it as those things changed. So, too, did the religion and practices itself. Sure. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. So that was high places. Yeah. And I feel better having looked those up. I mean, we kind of knew, but now we now we have a better understanding. Right. Yeah. So now let's talk about Sineshirab. Okay. And to talk about him, we have to start with his father, Sargon II. Sargon the Second. Okay. okay. Have, are you familiar with the name Sargon? No. He's a big deal in the prehistoric world. Okay. okay? He's a big name. All right. Okay. He was king of the Neo-Assyrian Empire from 772 BC to his death in battle in 705. Wow. So, he lived quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was a very cool guy. I, I'm like very... Um, enthralled with him. Got okay. It. Yeah. Sargon aspired to conquer the known world, initiate a golden age and a new world order, and be remembered and revered by future generations. Mm. And he he did that because, um, or he he did that by um, basing his faith and ideas off of the story of Gilgamesh and previous Sargons who wanted to conquer the world. Got it. Okay. okay. So. He's like got all these old stories and he just, he wants to bring this new glorious time period. Didn't we talk about some tie-in with Gilgamesh Mm -hmm. in the Bible or something? Yep. Okay. Yep. This is further. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I just, I was just trying to remember. I I thought we had talked about that at some point. We did. We did. Um, The Genesis story. Right. In particular. Over the course of his 17 year reign, Sargon substantially expanded Assyrian territory and enacted important political and military reforms. Okay. He was an accomplished warrior king and military strategist, 
and he personally led his troops into battle. Got it. By the end of his reign, all of his major enemies and rivals had been either defeated or pacified. So, okay. I mean, this guy was right. pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah, He considered himself to have been divinely mandated to maintain and ensure justice. Okay. Which I, I love that sentence because it's like, why does somebody else who's divinely mandated, why does their mandate somehow outshine or become more legitimate than somebody else's bigger armies right exactly (laughs) exactly but it's just he his son is is viewed as you know the bad guy who took down um um hezekiah i think was the one that he was at war with okay and um you know he he wasn't just the bad guy because the bible said so you know, right, right. he was actually his own person over there with his own country doing his own things obviously, and his own religious obviously. mandates. I mean, we're reading this. The Bible is one perspective of mm-hmm. of pseudo history. No, definitely. Of, you know, and it, and it does overlap with some actual history. But like, it's just good it's, to point out, like, it's good to remember every once in a while, just because the Bible said somebody was a bad guy doesn't mean they were a bad guy. Right. No, this is the this one side telling the story. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and here's an example of that. Right. So, um, Sargon worked to assimilate and integrate conquered foreign peoples into the empire and extended the same rights and obligations to them as to native Assyrians. So, he, I mean, that's kind of cool. That was very forward. Yeah. You know, he's pretty for the, progressive. For the time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He forgave defeated enemies on several occasions and maintained good relations with foreign kings and with the ruling class of the lands he conquered. Hmm. He also increased the influence and status of both women and scribes at the royal court. Wow. Yeah. He was super progressive for his times. Yeah. I mean, and it it just shows he actually was a good guy. Right. You know? Yeah. He was killed in battle in 705 BCE. And the Assyrian army was unable to retrieve his body, thereby preventing a traditional burial. Mm. Okay. Okay. According to ancient Mesopotamian religion, he was cursed to remain a restless ghost for eternity. Oh. Yeah. So there's still a ghost of this dude somewhere, probably. Probably. Wandering the earth because he wasn't allowed to be buried where he's supposed to be buried. Yeah. His fate was a major psychological blow for the Assyrians and damaged his legacy. Mm. Because... You know, he'd done all these great things and then suddenly... But he didn't have a proper burial. Yeah, yeah. And he got defeated first and then and also the, was not able to have a proper burial. Right, right, right. So, yeah, those two things together really hit the people hard. Right. And Sargon's son, Seneshirab, was deeply disturbed by his father's death and believed that he must have committed some grave sin. Mm-hmm. So as a result, Seneshirab distanced himself from Sargon. Okay. And it wasn't until... Um, this century that we're in, like the 1900s, or I, I guess that's not this century because we're in the <laughs> 2000s. Sorry, in my mind, it was 1980 for a minute. You should have seen me look at wife. I was uh, like, yeah. What? He's like, what? what the fuck are you talking about? So, okay. It wasn't until recent times, like within the last hundred years that it was discovered, um, that he existed and all of his, his glory had been like lost to history. Okay. And archaeologists have uncovered all of these documents and and all kinds of stuff that just show how awesome he is. Right. And you know, he existed and he did these great things. Right, right. So due to his conquests and reforms, 
Sargon is today considered one of the most important Assyrian kings. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so now that's Sargon. He died, whatever. Right. Okay? Yep. His son, Sineshirab, decided to keep his birth name instead of taking on a reignal name. Like, his father took on the name Sargon, likely from previous Sargons, sure. right? yeah. But Sineshirab, he was very confident, so he kept his own name okay. when he became king. Okay? Yep. He assumed several new epithets that were never used by Assyrian kings before, such as guardian of the right and lover of justice and that kind of it, it does two separate things one is he's still his father's son right you know but also it suggests a desire to leave a personal mark on a new era beginning with his reign Got so it. he he still has some of his father's ideas yeah of doing good but but he wants to set himself apart mm-hmm yeah mm-hmm he did not portray himself as a conqueror or express much desire to conquer the world, unlike his father. Okay. So instead, his inscriptions are often portrayed um, the most important parts of his reign, which were large-scale building projects. So most of his campaigns were not aimed at conquest, like I said, but at suppressing revolts against his rule Restoring lost territories and securing treasure to refinance his building projects. Okay. Because shortly after he inherited the throne in 705, um, Babylon was retaken and um, all of these different places outside were like, oh, Sargon II is dead. Let's go in here and take this back. Right, right. And they thought the land would be weak. So that's so why he had, he's been, he had to reestablish his... Dominance, basically. Yes, exactly. You know, he inherited peace, and the fact that there was instant war after his father's death was not his fault. Right, right. And though Sineshirab reclaimed the South in 700 BC, um, the the one guy from Babylon continued to trouble him. Got and it. so that's part of why he attacked the Israelites in the story. That, that we're familiar with from the Bible. Okay. Because he was, like, trying to get away from this guy. You Got know? it. Got it. Okay. So this guy was, like, so bad. And mm-hmm. I am i can't say his name. It's Marduk something blah, blah, blah. So I'm just <laughs> going to call him Marduk, okay? Okay. So Marduk captured and executed Sinasharab's oldest son, whom he had proclaimed as his new vassal king in Babylon. Got it. So... His oldest son, he he conquered Babylon and was going to put his son there. And then Marduk, one of the outside guys that was like, I'm going to get you now that your daddy's dead. Yeah. He killed Sinesharab's prince son. Ah, okay. okay. So, though the Bible narrative holds that divine intervention by an angel ended Sinesharab's attack on Jerusalem mm-hmm. by destroying the Assyrian army... An outright Assyrian defeat is very unlikely as Hezekiah submitted to Sennacherib at the end of the campaign. Right. And contemporary records, even those written by Assyria's enemies, do not mention the Assyrians being defeated at Jerusalem. Interesting. Right? Interesting. Like, oh, so go So they figure. just made up like a huge win. They're mm-hmm. like, we need a win, so right. let's just put one there. The chronicler to be specific. Right, right, right. Yes, the chronicler again. Well, no, I a liar. think that same that same win was in Kings too. So I mean, I, I remember the the bit where they they did. Oh, that that's true. It. So it was in both books. That's true. But um, he may have been researching in the Kings book. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, and so, then embellished on his own. Yeah. So, boo. And it was it was such a ridiculous mm-hmm. claim. Yeah. Like God just killed them all. Yeah. And out of the what? blue. Okay. No, that didn't happen, you yeah. guys. Right. So after the death of his oldest son, Sineshirab originally designated his second oldest son, Arda Mousy. I'm just going to call him Mousy because I can't say his name. <laughs> so Arda Mousy yeah. as his heir. But he later replaced him with a younger son, Asar Hadan, in 684 mm. BC for unknown reasons. Apparently his other son that he was going to put in was just not cutting it. Well, yeah. Listen to this. It goes on. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you recall, but um, the story that we were fed from the Bible is that um, Masishar, what's his name? Sineshirab. Sorry, I, I forgot his name. Sineshirab was defeated, right? And then yeah. he ran home and his sons killed him. The end. Right, right. Right. So, but then here's what really happened to him. Okay. Okay. Right. So, um, yeah, his oldest son was killed by Babylon, that guy. And then his next oldest son, he was like, mm, I'm going to not make you my heir after all. Okay. okay? And Sineshirab ignored Artem Mousy's um repeated appeals to be reinstated he's like but dad right and sinestra was like nah nah something ain't right with you right so in 681 bc arda mousy and his other brother nabu whatever mm-hmm. murdered sinestra wow hoping to seize power for themselves obviously right they right. want to be king real bad right yeah. um babylonia and that whole area welcomed Sineshirab's death as divine punishment, while the Assyrian heartland probably heartland probably reacted with resentment and horror. Gotcha. Because, you know, here's the the beloved son of our beloved Sargon. Right. You know, right. this is bullshit. Yeah. Is what the people were thinking, like, oh God, we're fucked. So they like like they liked him. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. At least for yeah. legacy reasons, if nothing else. Yeah. I mean, Sargon II was a really good leader and right. believed in justice. Right. His And then his son, Sineshirab, his own epithet was justice and right. Right. So, yes, these were guys who were for the people, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so when they were, when he was killed, That's as Babylon they... is, is getting on him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the people would have been very scared, very upset, very angry, very afraid. Right. So um, because the people were um, in an uproar, the murderer's son, yeah. Arda Mousy, his coronation was propo- was postponed. And then the youngest one, Esar Hadan, the mm-hmm. one who was originally, um, you know, supposed to be the heir. Right. Um. He raised an army and seized Nineveh and installed himself as intended by Sinesharab. Oh, wow. Sinesharab. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So he put himself. So, I mean, there's a whole story there. And it's like, I'm sorry, you guys said that he just went home and was killed by his sons. The end. Right. Like, none of you all throughout fucking Kings 1 and 2 did the same goddamn thing. Well, they don't care about the Assyrian kings. They don't care. You know, I mean. No, I know. They're. They are important in a historical context, but mm-hmm. it's not important as far as the Bible stories are concerned. I know. It just makes me mad that they, they presented this story as like, can you even believe? And he got punished for that. Ugh. Well, you got to figure like there's going to be like the stories are going to be much more detailed 
in Assyria than they would be in Israel, right? Israel is just hearing the version of the story that they want to hear and nothing else. So, I mean, they're they're just going to hear the best version for Israel. And know? that's what gets recorded, of course. Right, right. It's just annoying. I just hate it. Yeah, definitely. So that is our Q&A for today on High Places and Zaneshirab. Awesome. And I think we're going to be coming back tomorrow with a Patreon episode, correct? We are. And then um, I'll be getting the weekly replay together. Mm -hmm. And then we'll be back on Monday with... Second Chronicles chapter... (laughs) 35. (laughs) 35. Yes. Uh, Next week's going to be a little weird because we're doing 35 and 36... I think that's it, right? Mm-hmm. 36 is 35 the last one. 35 and 36. And then we'll be doing a few, like, bonus-y, bonus-y episode. episodes next week and stuff. Um, so so bear with us, and we'll get through next week and finish this book out. And then we'll be on into a new book, which new book. is going to be, do you know which one it is? Um, give me a second. Okay, I'm giving you a second. I'll, I'll just fill space here and talk about nothing for just a few seconds while you look it up so that people can enjoy my voice. While you're doing Google searches. It's Ezra. 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 There it is. Yeah. We'll be reading Ezra next after we get done with this next week here and the bonus episodes that we're doing going to be doing. I forgot it was Ezra. Like I thought that I was did... some really great filling space there. That was just, really just for great the rec- filling you know, I, space. I was, I was pretty happy with myself. You should be. At that moment. You're the best filler I ever <laughs> had. <laughs> all right, guys. I think that's all we got for today. And we will see you. If you're a patron, we'll see you tomorrow. Or if you're a weekly episode with the listener, we'll see you tomorrow. Um, Otherwise, we'll see you on Monday. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together, we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! What are we doing today? We're doing a Patreon episode. Holy shit. Yeah. We're actually doing it. We're sticking to our schedule. Yeah. That's that's an odd thing for us sometimes. That, it's not odd. It's it's exciting and like we're doing it. We're doing the thing. <laughs> like we have no problem doing a daily podcast. We're like, yeah, let's do our date. I mean, occasionally we do. But, you know, like not very often. Right. Like normally we're right on it. Yeah. But, like we can do daily all day. But then we're like Patreon, Patreon. What are we doing for Patreon? Yeah. And, and we, we, never, we never have it scheduled. So like. Then we always fell behind on it, and now we're like, no, every two weeks. Every two weeks, period. Which, on the one hand, yay, because we're finally doing it on a regular schedule. But on the other hand, it means consistently coming up with new topics. Yeah. Because doing the daily Bible reading, like, we don't have to pick that topic. The topic is the next chapter. (laughs) (laughs) That is literally the purpose of this podcast. Right. So the Patreon... Episodes are always a little bit exciting and also nerve-wracking. Right, because we have to talk about something else. Which is my way of saying, hey, if y'all have ideas, feel free yeah, to pitch them. Yeah, if we've talked about something that you're like interested in, we'd love to hear about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, by all means, reach out to us and let us know. Yes, please. Yeah.
Um, or I mean, even a rabbit hole digging into the Bible some or something. Sure. Like, something that we forgot. Anything. We want to know what it is. And it can be Bible or news or personal life or, I mean. Comic books. Advice. Whatever. Sci-fi. Yeah. Like, whatever you want. Ask sure. us anything. Right. And, you know, we'll add it to our list. Right. I, I can't guarantee I mean, how high up the list it is. <laughs> but, but we'll definitely take it uh, under consideration. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, that being said, what are we covering today? Today, we are going to discuss how to get involved in local politics. Oh, and maybe why sort of a little bit too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as uh, many of our regular listeners know, we are very liberal. Very progressive liberal. And um, there are things that we feel guilty about. And yes. I think that's kind of where we're heading with this and mm-hmm. things that we want to improve. Like, we're just done with a new year. This is something that we want to improve mm-hmm. as to how we handle um, our involvement with things. Yeah, that's kind of why I made this list. It, it was as much something to talk about with Patreon yeah. as something to actually me, wife, discuss with you, my husband, of, hey, maybe can we do this one and this right. one in, like, the next week and the next month and, you know, hold ourselves accountable. Right, right. Yeah, and, I mean, guys, I, I don't know if you've ever gotten involved in local politics, but they're hard. Like it's hard to stay interested, involved, and figure out what's going on because it's always it's just it's just hard. It's hard. There's a lot, and it can be complicated, and it can be difficult finding out how to get involved and um, finding out what your interest is and what your abilities are and how those match up with what's going on around you. Right. Right. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, go ahead and hop on into this and do this. And if you are not a Patreon subscriber, um, you you will hear heard this uh, intro, but you will hear no more after sorry. this. Sorry. Other than, uh, oh, sorry, you can subscribe. But you could subscribe. You could subscribe, you guys. You could subscribe on patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse, and you can catch the rest of our dis- discussion there, assuming I can talk. I mean, you know, that always helps. <laughs> um, and you can get these special episodes for as little as $2 a month on Patreon. So, mm-hmm. uh, hope, highly recommend. I would love it if you'd join us. And uh, that being said, we are going to go ahead and get on into this. Alrighty. Oh no, husband, why did it stop? Well, this was just a teaser introducing our special bonus episode just for our Patreon members and our ACAST Plus subscribers. But how can listeners hear the entire episode? Visit us at patreon.com and become a member or subscribe on ACAST Plus. That's right. For as little as $2 a month on either platform, listeners can hear all our bonus material. That sounds like a great deal. Links are in the show notes. Go sign up now. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Oh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. 
Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.